While all the drama surrounding the Indianapolis Colts is on Jonathan Taylor right now, there are still plenty of players who are fighting for their chance of making this Colts roster. Now, since the preseason started, which guys have increased their chances of, of making the roster or having a big role? What other guys haven't? Let's talk about it. Welcome to Horseshoe Huddle Halftime, the weekly audio-only episode for the Horseshoe Huddle podcast presented by Fan Nation on SI.com, part of the Fans First Sports Network. My name is Andrew Moore, and as always, I'm joined here by my fellow co-host, writer, and analyst for Horseshoe Huddle, Drake Wally. Drake, we've been spending the entire preseason talking about Jonathan Taylor and Anthony Richardson, and, and rightly so. Those are huge stories that the Colts fans want to know what's going on on a daily basis. But there are a lot of other battles going on across this roster for guys that are either trying to have an increased role once the regular season rolls around or even just make this roster. So it's been an interesting preseason so far. The Colts have one more preseason game against the Philadelphia Eagles on Thursday night. And there's going to be some guys that are really battling for their football lives out there. Yeah, and it's really interesting to see such a new like team, so many different players uh, coming it, you know, coming to Indianapolis. But like you said, we've been talking about the superstars a lot, especially Anthony Richardson and Jonathan Taylor, and of course with good reason. But there's some diamonds in the rough, man. There's some guys that have really shown that they are here to play, potentially have some actual starting time, maybe get in, in, involved in, in regular season games. And of course, on the other side of the spectrum, there's been some guys that, you know, you had high hopes for, and just in the first couple of preseason games, they've not only struggled, but they've struggled really badly. So um, that's what this entire episode is about, is to talk about a little bit of the good, a little bit of the bad, and you know what, what you might be able to see here um, in the upcoming game on Thursday. Yeah, it's, it's going to be fun, and I think a lot of these guys have certainly earned uh, a look with their play. Others have have maybe fallen out of, of bigger roles that they had the opportunity to have when, when training camp started. But before Drake and I dive into this here, want to make sure you guys all follow us on our social medias like Horseshoe Huddle on Facebook. Follow at Colts on FN on Twitter and subscribe to the Horseshoe Huddle YouTube channel and hit that bell so you know exactly when Drake and I are going live every single week. And if you can't catch us live, Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever you listen to podcasts, we're on there as well. So make sure you give us a five-star review and subscribe wherever you are listening to this episode. So Drake, let's start this thing off. Give me your number one guy who has increased his stock with the Indianapolis Colts this preseason. Oh, that's easy for me. It's it's uh, linebacker Grant Stewart. And, uh, you know, he started his career in Tampa uh, as pretty much a special teamer, comes to Indianapolis, again, a special teamer. But the guy has 26 total tackles on special teams. Now, maybe one or two of those are from just playing a couple snaps in a game, but he's been mostly special teams. But holy cow, I mean, he has 18 tackles in the preseason just from playing in like the defensive sets and playing at linebacker. He had 12 against the Bills. He had a sack against the Bears. I mean, he's been playing out of his mind. He is playing like he is done with special teams and wants to take on the next level, and that's be a linebacker. Now, he's still going to be on special teams. He's too good not mm -hmm. to be on special teams, but it's been really fun to watch Grant Stewart kind of evolve a little bit more into that linebacker role, and hey, maybe he starts to make a claim to get a little bit of playing time. You never know. 
uh, in our live stream the other night, we had someone say that Grant Stewart was a, a poor man's Troy Palomalu. And, and while I think Grant <laughs> yeah. Stewart has has quite a bit quite a bit to get to even that, uh, though the premise is still the same, that Grant Stewart has had a really good preseason. And, and when he came to the Colts last year, when the Colts traded for him, he was a member of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Stewart was... Uh, you're right, Drake. He was just a special teamer. He was somebody that that the Colts brought on strictly for his special teams acumen. But throughout this preseason, he has shown that he can provide some depth at that linebacker position with Shaquille Leonard coming back, Zaire Franklin, and, and EJ Speed. Those guys are the the starters, the entrenched starters at the linebacker position, and that's that's really not up for debate. But if a couple of those guys goes go down with injuries you're going to have to have some guys back there that are willing to and, and able to step in and pick up the slack. And I think Grant Stewart has, has really shown to be, to be one of those guys. And that's why he is one of my guys that's at stock up as well. I think Grant Stewart has really established himself as more than a special teamer, and he can be a valuable depth piece at the linebacker position for the Colts. Yeah. And he's a little bit undersized, but you know, he might need to get a little bit better in pass coverage to really make a claim to, to start getting some time. If he, if his number gets called and someone else doesn't supplant him at linebacker, but Hey, we've said this over and over again, we can only go based off of what we've seen. I'll say that till I'm blue in the face. Cause it's so true. What we've seen so far is one heck of an effort for this guy to get on the field more. And I like it. I like it a lot. Exactly. So Grant Stewart is, is our number one player who has risen his stock this preseason. I'll go next, Drake, and give my second one. And I think this is another guy that, that we probably agree on, and that's cornerback Jalen Jones, the seventh round pick out of Texas A&M. Uh, he was a very highly recruited player coming out of high school college he he played fine, but he just didn't receive the accolades that a five-star recruit normally does. So he didn't have the best combine performance. He ended up dropping to the seventh round. And, and maybe some people thought, you know, seventh round picks, he has a long shot to make this roster. I wouldn't say that anymore. I think Jalen Jones, the way he has performed in the preseason, consistently contesting catches, being really physical. He, the Gus Bradley system has really brought Jalen Jones alive. And, and I think he can provide solid depth to a, a very – still a very unknown and there's a lot of question marks around this Colts cornerback room yeah and that was because you had Kenny Moore then you had uh then you had um Juju Brents and then you had Darius Rush and Jalen Jones you got all these rookies and you really were thinking Rush and, and Brents they're going to be fine but it, there was question marks around Jones and that's why he's mine as well my other guy who's got his stock up because his numbers are he's one of those guys when you look at his numbers in college you're just not going to be impressed but when you watch just how often he did not get thrown to. That's what that's what impresses me. If you can remove a receiver from a from an offense, that is huge. The way that he played against Buffalo, he 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 did pretty good. But when he played Chicago, that's when you really started to see Jalen Jones come into his own. He had six tackles. He had a pass breakup. That's something that you're going to see. He's that bigger physical corner that's going to manhandle you at the line of scrimmage and at the point of attack. He's going to make you work to get by him. He's going to have to improve his speed and his and his movement, but that's going to come with time. He's definitely not playing like a seventh round pick, though. And boy, oh boy, that's what Indianapolis has got to like. And he's also doing things on special teams, which everyone knows that the Colts are all about their special teamers. So I agree 100% that Jalen Jones is uh, is right there. I, I think that to, for me, and I think we might be different on these, but to round up my stock up, 
uh, is a very simple one. I'm putting Josh Downs. I, I just think that Josh Downs, I, I think the world of this kid, he came in and, and he's he's playing out of his mind just like Grant Stewart is, only he's ridiculously undersized and, and people were thinking might, he might be behind Isaiah McKenzie for a prolonged amount of time, might get that start mid-season. Man, he's he's only caught four passes for 49 yards, but it's off of five targets. So he's caught 80% of his passes. He's done it with backups, not with Anthony Richardson, but he was doing that with Richardson in training camp. So he's been running with multiple quarterbacks and just hasn't really lost his touch at all. He just keeps getting momentum, uh, you know, under his feet. So I'm excited, Andrew. I can't wait to see Josh Downs. Man, if he keeps pushing the way he's pushing, he he could shock us all and start in the slot week one for all we know. It wouldn't surprise me at all at this point. Today, when the Colts took on the Eagles in joint practices, who was the guy running with the ones in the slot? It was Josh Downs again. And it seems like as we go along every practice, Josh Downs gets more and more reps with the starters and and in that slot role. So it almost seems like at the pace we're going, Josh Downs will be the starter week one over Isaiah McKenzie. And and I think I think at this point that's the way to go. I mean, you're you're trying to pair Josh touchdowns with Anthony Richardson for years to come and if he's ready to to be out there in that role and and he so far has excelled go ahead go ahead and throw him out there so and and to round off yeah ours are are we're finally differing a little bit with our our stock ups but I'm going with a guy on the defensive side of the ball that's Nick Cross so I'm three for three on the defensive side of the ball Nick Cross had a, a very underwhelming Uh, rookie year with the Colts the Colts traded up to get him in the third round thought he was going to be uh their their safety for the future still could but he ended up hardly playing last year takes a year he's got a year under his belt things look like they're starting to come together for Nick Cross he has been filling in for the injured Julian Blackman when Blackman has been out and he's performed well he had multiple interceptions in those joint practices against the Chicago Bears and he showed out in the game against the Chicago Bears as well so don't sleep on Nick Cross Nick Cross very well could have a role in this defense especially when the Colts go to three safety sets in Gus Brad these defense and and it's awesome to see him finally starting to to show out because like i like we discussed on on our episode uh recently i think he's got the highest ceiling of those safeties i think that he has got an absolute weight that he brings when he hits people i mean he could be a force and if he if everything adds up for nick cross boy oh boy the colts will really look good for trading up to get him in that draft and while these three players have have definitely had their stock go up, there's of course some players whose stock has come down. And and I'm going to start out with my first one here, and, and I think this is probably the only one that Drake and I are going to be similar on here. Uh, but it's Blake Freeland. Blake Freeland came in, and and people thought, hey, I mean, with the way Blake Freeland played in OTAs, the rookie tackle out of BYU, is there a chance that Freeland could come in and start at right tackle, and the Colts move? Braden Smith inside to right guard after two preseason games it is evident that that is not the case Blake Freeland still needs a lot of work on that offensive line his play strength doesn't really look like it's there he's been burned multiple times by by backup pass rushers and and this isn't to say Blake Freeland is going to be a bad pro 
I mean, he's he's a rookie coming into the NFL. Those things are going to happen. But to just throw him out there to be the starter, that's that's not going to be the case. Blake Freeland could really use a year as a backup swing tackle, work on his game, work on his play strength, and then you might consider giving him a bigger role. But but for right now, Freeland has proved that he should be he should be a depth piece on the Colts offensive line. Yeah, and there we go. Uh, we we have the same guy, only I went ahead and threw an extra one in here because they both are tackles, and that's Dan Skipper and Blake Freeland. Is that mm-hmm. um, now they improved their their blocking, their pass blocking, especially against the Bears, but that's that's a lesser uh, pass rush than what they faced against the Bills. I've, I got the pro football focus grades pulled up right now. Dan Skipper, it's on a zero to 100 scale. Okay, zero being terrible, 100 being perfect. Dan Skipper was 19.5 pass blocking, and then Blake Freeland was 28.8, and they were arguably the two worst uh, outside of potentially Emila Kior. So Mm -hmm. they improved, okay, but like you said, with both these guys, one's a veteran, which you expect far more out of Dan Skipper than you would Blake Freeland right out of the gate. But, hey, it's only a couple preseason games, but they've been rough. They've been rough showings. As soon as Blake Freeland got in there, I believe it was against either the – I can't remember which game it was, but as soon as Sam Ellinger came into the game, I think it was against the Bears, he allows a strip sack, and then mm-hmm. he recovers the punt – or the uh, the fumble, luckily. But, yeah, I, I do – I agree. I think that there's going to be some time that both those guys are going to need to develop in this offense, especially Freeland. Um, my my next one is, is actually – it could have been any one of these guys in the room because the offense has struggled, but Kenyon Drake – uh, Kenyon Drake, when he got signed, a lot of people were pretty, you know, they were secure in their feeling if you're a Colts fan, because you're like, okay, this is a veteran. He's proved himself. He's, you know, he can catch, he can run, he can hit the gaps. Uh, mm-hmm. and he's a little bit bigger, 216. He can, you know, be a force and he can run through, through tackles. But so far, he's only got eight carries for 15 yards. And yes, the blocking's not been good, but you, he's one of the worst like averages on the team so far. So again, kind of like with Dan Skipper, you expect a veteran to at least come in and be able to produce a little better. But so far it's not looking good for Kenyon Drake in a, in a running back room that once Zach Moss gets back healthy. And if Taylor does come back to the team, I mean, it could, it could be tough for him to make the roster. Right, especially with everything going on with Taylor. Zach Moss has been out for the majority of camp with that broken arm. Kenyon Drake had a golden opportunity to come in and, and show that he can still he can be a starting back in the NFL because his competition was Deion Jackson, who was a spot starter last year for the Colts just mm-hmm. when Taylor was hurt, and rookie Evan Hall. And so Kenyon Drake just hasn't impressed. He, he's he been consistently behind Jackson and Hall, and, and he really hasn't shown that the Colts should consider him uh, unless a Taylor trade is made or or the Colts are really lacking the depth at that running back position. But but my second guy uh, is is a guy that you had already mentioned, and that's Emil Akior, um, the oh. guard out of Alabama. He, the, he, the Indianapolis Colts selected him as an undrafted free agent. A lot of people saw him going in the fourth round, but the reason he went undrafted was because there was a heart issue that popped up at the combine that has all been cleared. So with that, that pedigree, especially coming from a school like Alabama, you thought Millie Akior maybe be, he would be able to push Will Fries at that right guard spot, potentially win that job. But instead of Millie Akior has, has really not impressed. He's been a turnstile at times. He has been stuck with the third team offensive line. And as we've all seen watching those games, it's been pretty abysmal watching that group. 
and it's it's multiple players, right? But Emil Akior kind of like, I mean, honestly, kind of like Kenny Drake had a golden opportunity. Not saying Will Fries can't make things happen, but Will Fries is showing he might not be a starting quality right guard, at least thus far. And mm-hmm. so Emil Akior had a golden opportunity as well, and he has really struggled. I mean, it, that undrafted free agent status is starting to really stick with him. But again, it's it's early. Maybe he can swing things around, but Kind of like you said so far, it's 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 been a little bit rough for Emilia Kior for sure. Yeah, and then find kind of rounding things off. Drake, my last guy that I have stocked down, tight end Farrell Brown. Farrell Brown came in, the Colts brought him in as a free agent. He was expected to push Moelle Cox for maybe that blocking tight end role. But instead, he, all he has done is rack up the penalties, both against the Buffalo Bills and Chicago Bears. He got Shane Steichen thrown through Farrell Brown out of practice for continuing to try to start fights in those joint practices against the Chicago Bears. Farrell Brown really hasn't done anything to to help his case to to make this Colts roster. And with the tight end position on this team being so competitive and there's so many guys that have have a lot of talent, I just don't see how Farrell Brown makes the Colts roster at this point. Yeah, and that's that's mine as well. And and I I look at his grades here and he, he does he pass blocks well. He run blocks pretty well. So he he can block, but the problem is the penalties, the costly penalties, the timing of them. Then mm-hmm. you get kicked out of practice. I mean, Shane Steichen does not he's not going to put up with any of that crap. I mean, you can just tell he, he's a character guy and he wants solid people in the room. But like you said at the end of the day, he has an opportunity to be that blocking tight end because Mo Alleycox has kind of failed at it. Kylan Granson really isn't that guy. Will Mallory really isn't that guy. And Jelani Woods is still getting his feet underneath him. So it's like Farrell Brown, a third guy we're talking about with a golden opportunity, kind of screwing it up a little bit. Then you got to throw in Andrew Ogletree. What happens with him? Mm-hmm. You know, like it sure seems like Farrell Brown might be that odd man out. And I think I said this once. I'll say it again. I, it's it's harsh, but it's true. It's It's a very – it's a very serious league. Don't be surprised if he's not on the roster by by week one, just because it hasn't really panned out. He's blocked pretty well, but again, it's just a character thing, and he's just having real inopportune penalties at very, very bad times. Right, and and the Colts still do have one more preseason game left against the Philadelphia Eagles, so these guys with their stock down do have a chance to to maybe redeem themselves and and earn some some final points before final cuts. But I think it's going to be really tough for for these guys to change the the outlook on them so late in the preseason. So that's our show for today, guys. Really appreciate everyone tuning in and listening along to another episode of Horseshoe Huddle Halftime. Drake and I have really enjoyed doing these and they are going to continue to be a regular here on the horseshoe huddle podcast feed so if you haven't done so already please like horseshoe huddle on facebook follow at colts on fn on twitter and subscribe to the horseshoe huddle youtube channel click that bell so you know whenever drake and i are going live so you never miss an episode and if you can't catch us live apple spotify google wherever you are listening to us right now we're on here as well so make sure you subscribe give us a five-star review because it helps us reach Colts fans just like you go follow Drake on Twitter at D Drake you can follow myself at Andrew Moore NFL and we will be back Wednesday night to talk Colts Eagles as the Colts wrap up the preseason in Philadelphia on Thursday night so until then everybody enjoy your day <laughs>